We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Noah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to see y'all. Um, today's schedule is the same as every Tuesday. We're going to talk some news. We're going to talk some panic meter. We're going to talk some hot players. Um, Noah doesn't really fit the get off my lawn old man segment, but I've got a couple things that are that are bugging me. He might have one that's bugging him. I set a quick FanDuel lineup and took a look at some optimizer stuff before I got in here, so we'll Take a look at some FanDuel at the end. Uh, Noah, what's going on? What have you been up to? Man, just staying busy with the uh, with the season and with the holidays. Every time I'm not spending time with family, or at least have been over the past few days, it's been just focused on the NBA, focused on hoops and fantasy. So just trying to keep up with lineups, keep up with injuries. Uh, any other news that's really been going on? Uh, in-season tournaments, interesting. It's been fun to watch, but it's been a lot of basketball and a lot of just trying to enjoy the holiday season. Nice, nice. Yeah, we have a big, um, we have a big Christmas to do here thing. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, they light up our little town square, and like fifteen thousand people descend upon us from Atlanta, and it's it's just people everywhere. It's crazy. So that was interesting. We had a nice. Next Thanksgiving, uh, as my wife told um, her best friend when she asked her how her Thanksgiving was, she said, well, I didn't cry. Uh, so we, we consider that a win. When, uh, when Casey doesn't cry, you know it's been a, it's been a good Thanksgiving. Um, any big takeaways from, uh, from Monday's games? I know we had a couple eventful things happen. We had a 30-point triple-double from Joel Embiid. We had a 30-point no-turnover game from Tyrese Maxey, who continues to look like the most improved player in the league. And we had a 30-point double-double from my man, Reggie Jackson, who took out some revenge, along with old man DeAndre Jordan against the Clippers last night. Yeah, it was a revenge game for DeAndre Jordan as well. Not, I mean, revenge is, you know, is however you want to put it, but against his former team, uh, he said 20 point double double. I mean, I thought DeAndre Jordan stopped doing those years ago, but 
I, I remember writing the blurb for it. I said, okay, DeAndre Jordan or Zeke Naji is probably going to slide into the starting unit, but there's no reason to stream these guys. Like they're, who knows? Like they may not even play a ton of minutes. They may, because when you're playing the Clippers, they have a bits of Zubats, but they have no issue sitting him down on the bench and playing small ball. So maybe Denver will kind of follow suit and we'll just have a bunch of perimeter players playing in this game. But DeAndre Jordan looked like a prime Clippers DeAndre Jordan. So that was fun. Uh, we got to see Washington win a basketball game. I mean, it was <laughs> against Detroit, but they won a basketball game. So one of them had to win, which I guess it was just just how it goes. Like one of them actually had to get a win. Doesn't happen often, but yeah, it was uh, only only five games, but some pretty interesting numbers. Uh, no, where are you with uh, Nico Batum? Uh, I I have Covington on my thirty team league. I need him to play more than the 18 minutes he's getting the game. He's, he's doing a decent job of getting blocks and rebounds. I mean, he's productive, but they – I don't know why, but the Sixers seem to love Nick Batum and just keep running him out there for 30, 30 minutes a night. Should he be rostered everywhere? I'd say yes for right now. Um, we don't really know how much longer Kelly Oubre is going to be out. Like he's back at practice. It may only be a few more games. It may be a couple more weeks. There's not a specific timeline, but we know Kelly Oubre is practicing. And when he's back in the lineup, they may give him a game or two off the bench, but I would assume he's taking back over in the starting unit after a few games, kind of get his legs back under him and he's back at full strength. And then that'll kind of push Batum back to the bench, probably minutes in the teens, probably not worth rostering, but until Ubre is back, I think he's absolutely worth ro- rostering. Like he's put up pretty solid numbers, uh, and has the minutes have been pretty consistent. Like even in their forty-four point win over the Lakers, he played twenty-nine minutes, which was third most in the team behind Maxine and Bead. Um, you know, they kind of pulled away in the fourth quarter, which made it look, I think, like more of a blowout than the first three quarters indicated. But still, seeing twenty-nine minutes for them, they obviously like him. I think his role is safe until Ubre is back. All right, Noah, put your um, Jaden Ivy thinking hat on real quick. You got it. I think so. Okay, we have two questions. One is from Mister A. It's not me in disguise, even though a, a more suitable nickname for me would actually be Mister A because the number of people on the golf course that act ask me if I'm an actual doctor because everybody calls me Doc. Uh, yeah. And then I have to go into this explanation about, oh, no, I'm, it's a nickname after Dr. J for basketball. Blah, blah, and it just, it's, <laughs> uh, do I drop Sadiq Bay for Jaden Ivey is one question from Mr. A. And then from Brian B, <laughs> uh, I dropped Shade on Sharp for Jaden Ivey, yay or nay. Where are you on the Jaden Ivey fence? <sighs> I think I'm probably in the middle of those two. I don't think I'd drop Sadiq Bay for Jaden Ivey or drop. I would drop Jaden Ivey for Sadiq Bay. I think just because the opportunity is a little bit better in Atlanta uh, for Sadiq Bay now with Jalen Johnson out the next four to six weeks. Uh, whereas Jaden Ivey, you know, he had a really good game against Washington, but his role hasn't been super consistent over the course of the season. Um, and, the, and the production hasn't been consistent either. Dropping Shaden Sharp for Jaden Ivey, I think I'm more okay with that. Shaden Sharp, beginning of the season, uh, especially when they first had a bunch of their injuries, they're starting to get a little healthier. He was playing like 40 minutes a night, like not even in overtime games, sometimes seeing like 44 minutes. 
And then all of a sudden, I guess things like kind of clicked and they said, Hey, this guy's getting really, really tired. He's super young. We can't be playing him 40 minutes a night. So the minutes have kind of dropped recently. Uh, the, the production hasn't been quite as good recently. So I think I'm fine dropping sharp for Jaden Ivy, who like, I mean, the, the minutes and role have been inconsistent, but it's been better as of late. So I, I'm liking Ivy over sharp, but I think Sadiq Bay is going to have a bit of a boost, even if that first game as a starter didn't go super well, but it's against Boston. So we've got to kind of, you know, look at it from a, a Boston lens and say, not very many players have their best game against the Celtics defense. So um, I think I'd rank those three uh, as of right now, Sadiq, Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp. No, that might be the longest answer I've ever heard you give to any question I've ever asked you. So <laughs> congratulations on setting that record. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you there. I, I'm kind of feeling like it's finally – uh, Jaden Ivy time to shine in Detroit. I feel like they know they're not going anywhere. They're they've got to develop that kid. They've got to let him play. And, and the City Bay thing was weird the other day because you know my guy Jalen Johnson's out for forever. And every every site and every bit of news that I looked at was like City Bay, City Bay, City Bay, City Bay, and nobody mentioned DeAndre Johnson. And then DeAndre. I mean, DeAndre Hunter. And then DeAndre Hunter just goes nuts. And uh, Sadiq Bay gave us more Sadiq Bay stuff. So I'm more inclined to think DeAndre Hunter is going to be the answer in the Jalen Johnson thing. And then I I, I think Shadon Sharp is kind of overshadowed now by Malcolm Brogdon just falling out. So I kind of I kind of like Jaden Ivey over both those guys. But, you know, the Sadiq Bay thing could flip as soon as tonight, he could go off. DeAndre could stink, and we could be right back where we were. But I just kind of feel like it's it's Jaden Ivy time. I think he's he's going to be a hot pickup uh, for the next week. Uh, all right, let's take a look at some news. We talked about Reggie Jackson revenge game: fifteen and nineteen shooting, three three pointers, thirty five points, thirteen assists, two steals, five rebounds. You know, I, I was fighting with a guy. I, I don't know if I was fighting, but I was arguing with this gentleman named Pickles on Twitter X last night. And uh, he's like, dude, he's been trash. He's one good game. You can't get inside. Well, you know, the Clippers played four times last week. And in those four games, Reggie Jackson averaged 14 points, four and a half boards, six assists, almost two triples, and shot 47%. All right, so you pick him up off the waiver wire when Jamal Murray goes down. You get those numbers out of him for four games. I think you're pretty happy. I don't really care what the ranking system says, what the algorithm says. I mean, I look at those numbers, and that's pretty good. I know he helped my team. He helped my teams that week. And then the couple weeks before that, uh, the week before that, in three games, he was at 13 points, three boards, 2.7 assists, a steal, and then in the four games prior to that, he scored between 14 and 20 points in all four of those games. So um, I think the Reggie Jackson train is coming to an abrupt halt as soon as we see Jamal Murray back on the court. But if you rolled with Reggie Jackson, which not many people did, dude. he's only like 6% rostered every time I looked in ESPN. Uh, if you rolled with him, I think you were pleased. And last night was like the, 
the grand finale grand like the sort of like the grand finale at a fireworks show on the fourth of july like all the fireworks are going nuts at the end deandre jordan's going crazy feeding reggie jackson reggie jackson's feeding deandre jordan and it's just like a big uh old man party there for denver yeah he his ranking is pretty low i think a lot of that has to do with his low free throw percentage like that kind of always tends to mess with players rankings and he was he was a, two of he was two of four last night to your yeah point. So that tends to mess with the rankings a little bit, even if they give you good value in six other categories, if you're pretty detrimental in one or two really tanks your ranking. So to your, like to your point, he has been much better than what his ranking shows. I think it's, you know, the assists have been okay. And then he had a big game with 13 assists. Like the scoring has been okay. And then he had the big game with 35 points. So it's like it get, it got inflated a little bit, uh, but he has still been able to give like solid value and eh, I'd say like four categories. Like he's shot a pretty good percentage, especially for a point guard, decent points, rebounds, assists, and pretty good threes as well. So maybe five categories. It's given you like decent value. It just hasn't been, you know, if you, if you look at other teams, when their starting point guard goes down and they're filling in the streaming option, like we all know last year when Chris Paul went down, okay, campaign's going to come in here and give me eight assists per game or whatever it was that's not really the case in Denver because Jokic is playing point guard basically. So it's not quite as flashy as other fill in point guards, but he has been very solid. But when Jamal Murray's back, obviously that kind of all goes out the window. Yeah. And I mean, the thing I really liked about it, it was Denver played four games the week of November 20th. They have four games this week. Like there weren't that many teams that played that had that four, four schedule. I think there are only three of them. Um, so that, that was a big reason why I was all fired up about him. And, you know, in my tiny brain, he came through. Um, so whatever pickles, whatever pickle, pickle man. Um, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Luka Doncic has a left-hand injury. It was frightening there when they said they had to do another MRI and x-rays and other stuff, but turns out that he's okay. It sounds like he's good to go tonight. I um, think we dodged a bullet there. Chris Stapps for Zingas will be reevaluated in a week. Uh, he has a calf injury and Noah on this very program one week ago, this very moment, uh, my friend Keelan Mark was here and he told everyone beware Chris Stapps for Zingas. He's going to get hurt. He's going to miss Weeks at a time. Trade him now while you can. Um, what are your thoughts on Porzingis? He's he's been a little healthier and a little better the last couple of years than we're accustomed to. Well, it sounds like Boston fans know who to blame now for Chris Epps Porzingis getting hurt if it happened <laughs> right here on your show. But um I think you know he has been a little bit healthier the past couple of years. I think he has especially this year, taking a little bit of the offensive load off of him as he's kind of like a, a fourth option, maybe third option, depending on how you look at it. Not as much responsibility, so it's been better for him. But, you know, when you're as tall as he is, injuries just tend to happen. Um, hopefully he won't be out for a very long time, but he's been really effective even in kind of a different role. Um, but until he's back, I think Al Horford should be rostered everywhere if he's not already. I mean, he just grabbed... 15 rebounds against the Hawks. Uh, maybe it's the fact that it's a little bit of not revenge. Maybe he just likes playing against the Hawks, making them, uh, making the fans remember what he gave them when he was there. But uh, before that he had had 15 rebounds like twice in the past, like four or five years. So he just kind of came out of nowhere and said, I'm going to do this against the Hawks. It was great. But he also gives pretty good defensive value. It's just about minutes for him. Uh, so with Porzingis out for at least a week, Al Horford's a great option in my eyes. Yeah, the problem is Boston only plays twice this week, and there's a lot of teams out there that play four times. Not a lot, but there's some. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six four-game teams. There's still a bunch of guys that still have four games left this week. And I was talking to my son about this last night and because he was like, Dad, I – I cut uh, Horford because they had a two-game week, and I picked up Marvin Bagley, and then Jalen Duran came back, and Bagley didn't even play last night. He's like, I need to pick somebody else up. Um, let's see who I told. I said uh, Santi Aldama is out there, Andrew Wiggins, 
PJ Washington, Dylan Brooks, Josh Hart. I think these are all guys that play three games the rest of the week. Uh, Aldama Wiggins, PJ Washington, Dylan Brooks, Josh Hart. Like in, in that league that we're in, like, that's that's who's available. So the waiver wires are are kind of drying up in these 12 team leagues. Um, but I'm with you. Uh, Al Horford's going to go off while Chris Stapps is on the shelf. I think Luke Cornette is going to have a big game or two at some point. But the schedule's weird. We'll talk more about it later. They, the Celtics only play two this week, and then every team plays two next week. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes down. All right, let's get back into the, into the news part of this. Um, LaMelo Ball did not break his ankle. That was good to see because that would have been another ball – Foot related disaster from a family that comes from the big baller brand. Um, just saying. Uh LaMelo sounds like if he if they were scared he broke his ankle, to me that means he's gonna be out for a couple games. Uh he's doubtful for tonight. Do you have any faith at all in Ish Smith? Is Ish Smith going to make some sort of DeAndre Jordan appearance. And are you all in on Terry Rozier at this point? Who I think just I'm all... came back from a nine-game absence. Yeah, and he was really good in that first game back. I think I, I really do like uh, Terry Rozier. I think he had nine assists as well as some good scoring numbers um, and also shot a pretty high percentage, which I don't think he's really known for. Brandon Miller also is going to be back, should be back in the starting lineup, I'd imagine. Uh, which is good for him. It seemed like he was going to be a drop now that Charlotte was healthy. And then, of course, LaMelo gets hurt. LaMelo was given the doubtful tag. And I think if it was 29 other teams, then I would be like, oh, great. He's probably not going to be out as long as we think. However, Charlotte last year and some this year as well has no problem saying this guy is doubtful and then ruling him out for 20 games straight or whatever. <laughs> I mean, Cody Martin – I remember having to consistently blurb doubtful out, doubtful out, doubtful out because they have no problem doing it. It was like months at a time. It's like, how can he be doubtful and then not play for three months? Like it, it wasn't doubt. He was out. He, there's no reason he should have been even considered to playing for a game if he can't play for three months. So if it was any other team, it'd be like, great, maybe a couple games. But LaMelo, like this could be a month or two absence and they're just going to list him as doubtful a few times and then maybe they'll give us a, a better timeline or something. They're not good at all about being, you know, transparent with injuries and timelines. So all you can do is hope that they uh, give us a better timeline, but I wouldn't bank on it, but not really interested in Ish Smith. If Terry Rozier has to deal with another injury, then maybe, and I can rely on him for some assists. But other than that, I mean, what's he going to play 15 minutes? I mean, that's probably enough for a handful of assists and that's about it. So, no, not super interested in Ish Smith, but really excited to see what Terry Rozier and Brandon Miller can do. Hmm. Yeah, I think Gordon Hayward's going to play well. I think he's a good DFS play tonight also. And I think Miles Bridges, who quietly has been playing really played well, really well. Uh, is also probably going to at least score a little bit more if somebody can get him the ball. Are you worried at all about Nikola Jokic's back? I'm not. There's, there's uh, just rest. It was a back-to-back. -back. I mean, he has literally been carrying the team. So, like, I joked about that in a blurb saying his back is hurting from carrying the team because they didn't have – they haven't had Jamal Murray. Aaron Gordon was out 
uh, for their last game. And he just went out there and put up just a huge line. So yes, it's probably not just like a fake injury to get him a rest on a back-to-back. He probably is like an actual issue, but I don't imagine that he's going to miss multiple games with this back issue. I imagine he's back for their next game. Um, I think it was more about just managing injuries where they can. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not super concerned about it. Uh, if he, you know, makes it kind of a string of games, like two absences, three absences, then maybe I'll be a little bit concerned. But as of right now, it looks like just kind of missing the second night of a back-to-back should be good to go for the next one. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Uh, no, I play a lot of Underdog and you can get in there and do these parlays. Cost a dollar. Um, if they hit, they're really fun. If they don't hit, it can be really annoying. Uh, I have an old man get off my lawn rant about Jeremy Grant here in a little bit. Uh, if you are enjoying this video or if you come do this every Tuesday and Thursday with me, please uh, click the like and subscribe buttons. Help a brother out. Panic meter, Noah. Is anyone scaring you right now in fantasy hoops? I don't. I had a couple guys that I think aren't necessarily scaring me in this moment, but will probably (laughs) they're like the end of their time providing value is coming. And that is scaring me Uh, Two Pelicans that are young and playing very well. Dyson Daniels and Jordan Hawkins have been great recently, but CJ McCollum is going to go through shoot around on Wednesday. Could be back Wednesday. If not, I think he's supposed to be back Friday, like one of those two, which means, you know, maybe a game or two where he comes off the bench as he, you know, gets used to playing minutes again. Then Dyson Daniels is going back to the bench. Limited minutes, probably not much value because he's competing with McCollum and Jose Alvarado for minutes. Not enough. Probably loses any value. Jordan Hawkins has been a great option as a rookie. I think he was bad during summer league and bad during preseason, and then has been awesome during the regular season. Don't know what changed, but he's been great. However, Trey Murphy is supposed to be back uh, based on the initial timeline within the next couple of weeks. And when they deal with injuries... Like Zion got a rest night the other night and Hawkins slid into the starting lineup. Well, when Trey Murphy's back, if he's coming off the bench, like he's going to be the guy moving into the starting lineup. If Herb Jones is coming off the bench, he's going to be the guy moving into the starting lineup. So Hawkins and Daniels have been playing big minutes early on this season, but I think that's probably about to go away, which kind of stinks because they've both been playing really well. You know, this is totally off topic and something I'm surprised more people are not talking about, but uh, Herb Jones is third round value, mid third round fantasy value right now. If you look over the last like 10 days, I think it jumps up to like first round somewhere, second round. Like Herb Jones is balling out for New Orleans, which I didn't know was possible because he doesn't score. Um, And usually if a guy doesn't score, it's very hard for them to to make a big fantasy impact. I, I think Herb Jones has been one of the fantasy sleepers of the year so far. And I wonder what happens 
to him when CJ's back. I, I doubt CJ hurts him too much because CJ doesn't do anything on that end of the court, you know, defensively. But it's interesting how good Herb Jones has been. Yeah, he's been really good. It's the if you look at the numbers, the reason that he's ranked so high is his blocks jump from 0.6 to 1.4. His field goal percentage jumped from 46.9 to 51.8. Free throw percentage jumped almost 10 points. Uh, steals are up as well. So it's like kind of those efficiency and defense categories where he's just taken a leap forward. So he didn't doesn't really have to score all that much. He is averaging 11.5 points, 1.23s, which are both career highs for him, but not that by that much. I think Trey Murphy's return will impact him a little bit more than CJ McCollum's, uh, but probably more so just knocking off a couple minutes per game. Like he's too good for to lose out on a ton of minutes, but maybe down from he's averaging 30.8 minutes per game, maybe down to like 27, 28. No, did you just freeze? Did we all freeze? I'm here. Noah's nose frozen. Um, okay. Yeah. And I, I guess it's time to pick up Trey Murphy. Uh, oh, you're back. I guess it's time to pick up Trey Murphy, right? If he's sitting there. Yeah. Um, I've got a list of guys. I'm going to just rattle off these names. And when you hear something that makes you want to say something, make a note. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read you at what I wrote down at three o'clock this morning. As I put this list together, Jordan pool. What the hell? Okay. Uh, Zach Levine foot slash attitude in Chicago. Benedict Matherin, buddy healed started for the Pacers last night. Um, Reggie Jackson, Murray coming back and Markel Fultz with Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs, both kind of Anthony particularly playing well. Uh, those are the guys I think are on my panic meter right now. Uh, with Benedict Matthew and Buddy Heald, Heald started, I think, the last three games for them now. And that was something I remember talking with Josh Lloyd about before the season. And I was saying, yeah, Benedict Matherin's probably going to start. But I like, you know, the idea that Rick Carlisle is just going to stick with a second-year player. Second-year, correct? Yeah, second-year um guy just to try and see how things go and just stick with them i just don't really see it if it's not a great start for benedict mathurin i could see buddy healed moving back into the starting lineup uh which was entirely i'm not guessing but like educated guessing um and it that's it what ended up happening buddy healed has fit in really well uh he's a great floor spacer for a high octane offense so it's worked out a little bit concerned about mathurin because yes his minutes are now down and buddy healed it's a great opportunity for him um Jordan Poole, it's comical. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> there was uh, I mean, if you watch, he had in the game last night, I think he had a good move on, I forgot who he got with the move, and then like stared and tried to toss up a finger roll on a star Thompson and got sent into the stands. It's like I was watching, I was like, this that's not a shot that was going in if a star Thompson didn't block it. Like he just tried to like scoop it up from 10 feet away. Like it was really strange. And then he had a quote saying, it's been, you know, really fun and interesting to see how defense is game plan for me and like being the the focal point of the game plan and how defense is trying to throw different looks at me to slow me down. I'm like, yeah, and they've all worked. It doesn't matter what they've really done. Like you you were supposed to come in here and oh, we're playing for a tanking team. Great. Jordan Poole's gonna go out there and throw up big numbers because he's just gonna it's, he's a good player. 
he's just now playing for a bad team. And that just hasn't happened. Now it's like, I get it. You want a ring and you got paid. Like I would just be trying to have fun at this point too. But it's, it's like, can we have some fun by having some big games instead of having fun by like literally screwing around on the court? So it's uh, what the hell is a great way to put it. Like I, I saw that's what you said. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I think Kevin Garnett, I, I saw something on somewhere like he was like, he doesn't even belong in the league right now. Um, and I don't know that that is an actual quote from Kevin Garnett. You can't believe everything you see right. on Twitter, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if he said that. I mean, I, I feel like saying that myself, honestly. And, uh, you know, you and I have a jersey on the line and I took, I took Jordan Poole to lead the league in scoring because I was drinking all that Kool-Aid about, <laughs> you know, he's going to get there and take 30 shots a game in Washington. And he doesn't even look like he wants to take 30 shots. I don't think he cares. Um, so it, it's just, it's been a disaster. I'm not messing with him in DFS. I'm not messing with him on my teams. Uh, what a, what a weird, what a weird thing he's turned out to be. Uh, do you have any guys on your list or do you have, have more Jordan Poole? I do have more Jordan Poole slander. Just like, <laughs> just like one other thing. Um, and it was that, oh, I drafted him in a league. Uh, and I think it was pick 47. And Tyrese Maxey went pick 49. And I could oh. have easily gotten Maxey. And I said, you know what? Maybe I'll wait and try and get him on the flip. It did not work. And similarly, I had Jordan Poole instead of Maxey. Similarly, you offered me any player in the league to lead the league in scoring, and I passed on Luka Doncic to take Jordan Poole. So what do I know? What do we know? Nothing when it comes to Jordan Poole, apparently. We've both gotten screwed by Jordan Poole this year. <laughs> um, the NBA season is here. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, every heart-pounding play of your favorite team, live and in person. And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit vividseats.com. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Um, uh, all right. Any any other panic meter guys for you? No, we good. Not for me. I'm good to go. All right. Um, so this is the get off my lawn segment where it's usually Ken Kreitz and I, and Kamla works too, because we're all pretty old. Noah, you're more like our child. Uh, you, could, <laughs> you could be my son. So you don't really qualify to speak on this, but I'm going to let you talk about Joel Embiid in a second uh, because I'm feeling so generous today. Now I'm just kidding around. Uh, so I, this underdog thing, I, <clears throat> I had a five-leg parlay the other night. It's the same thing every week. I just cry about my bad beats. Not even bad beats, just guys letting me down. Jeremy Grant, I needed four rebounds from the dude. He got two. He had like 30 points, four steals, all this stuff. Led the team in all these categories. He only gets two rebounds. 
And then when I don't have anything riding on Jeremy Grant, like last night when he played the Pacers, um, he had seven rebounds, of course. So that is frustrating when stuff like that happens. Um, I thought I had this written down somewhere, but I don't think we talked about it. Why we're why I'm speaking about the Pacers? You, Malcolm Brogdon destroyed them last night. DeAndre Ayton destroyed them. Um, Jeremy Grant destroyed them. Anytime the Pacers are playing and you are setting a DFS lineup, you want guys playing against the Pacers because they are not playing any defense. This is like the 1979 Denver Nuggets with Alex English just out there going as fast as they can and trying to outscore the opponent, not really worried about how many points they give up. So uh, there's no defense in Indy. You want them as your opposition in your DFS plays. And then the other thing that I'm on an old man rant about is next week is almost here, right? Like today's Tuesday. We're, we're, we're starting to think about, you know, what's happening Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. As we make these moves, roster moves, we don't even know what the NBA schedule is going to be for next week. Uh, we know, 28 teams, well, every team, I guess, is going to play two games. Um, one of those games, is, I think, is going to be in Vegas for the championship of the in-season tournament. But this is kind of weird, Noah. I'm an old guy. I need stability in my life. I need to know who plays what and when next week. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I'm not mistaken. Tonight is actually the last night of the pool play for the end season tournament. So tomorrow we should get a schedule. I would assume that they have a schedule set up. Uh, it'll be eight teams going to Vegas, and they'll do I think uh, first round of those games on December fifth, second round December seventh, championship on December 9th. So it'll be kind of every other day. It'll go from eight teams to four teams to two teams for the championship. And everybody else will kind of be playing around that. So I don't know exactly how the games will work out, who will play who. We don't, I don't think anybody knows at this point because we still have to see who makes it to the actual tournament in Vegas, uh, which will be decided tonight. So yes, it is very, you know, it, it's hard to make moves at this point because you don't know exactly how many games everybody's going to be playing, who people are going to be playing. Um, if there's back-to-backs for the teams that aren't in the end season tournament, I'm not really sure. I'm sure if you did an in-depth look, you could probably piece together and see who teams might play, but it's really unknown at this point. So we should get more information tomorrow. That's really the best we can uh, do at this point. Yeah. And the other interesting thing about it is, you know, if you're the coach of the Atlanta Hawks and you don't make the tournament, who are you playing? And Mm -hmm. do you have to travel across the country by chance? Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully they keep, they try to keep the pools all together. So, like, there's not a ton of crazy travel involved, but who knows, man? I, I think it's just as strenuous for real, well, more strenuous and more meaningful, I think, <laughs> in, in real life uh, for these teams. Like, where, where are we going next week? Like, we don't even know. We don't even, we don't even have hotel rooms booked. Um, yeah. So that's kind of weird. And then also for us fantasy guys, it's it's also weird. So uh I think the I think that the in-season tournament is going to get more interesting with the playoffs uh 
getting here and and like you said this is the last night so we should know more about it very soon but what a weird what a weird week it's almost it reminds me of when uh when games get snowed out in the winter time and then they're like oh it'll be rescheduled down the line and you're like oh man now that turns you know miles bridges into a two-game week instead of a three-game week and what's that going to do to my season and sort of feel like that's that's the the feeling that's hanging over me here yeah all right uh do you have any hot players fire guys that you are excited about right now i sure do doc trey young has been awesome he's playing really good basketball after the first 11 games where he you know was playing okay but he just couldn't hit a shot and now over the last four games 35 points four rebounds eight and a half assists 1.8 steals shooting 50 percent from the floor six threes per game he's shooting them a lot more the attempts are way up which is kind of what i envisioned happening under quinn snyder but it just wasn't the case for trey to start the season but it's been up more recently um, the free throw percentage has actually been a little lower for him over that stretch of games. So Basketball Monster has him eighth while shooting 80% from the free throw line during that four-game stretch. So he's been balling out. This is kind of what a lot of what I envisioned for him this season, but he's also been better defensively. And I will, you know, acknowledge the bar was arguably the lowest in the entire NBA. And there's still lapses where Trey Young, you know, just looks lost or like looks like he isn't paying attention, gives up a backdoor cut. But he hasn't been quite as bad defensively, and he's made an impact defensively through his steals. Like he's has at least one steal in every game of the season. I'm not mistaken, he's top 10 in steals per game with 1.8. He's made plays on defense, even if he still is a defensive liability, pretty much. Um, he has still made an impact. So that's the guy that, you know, he was one of my guys to start the season and he kind of sucked open the year because of the field goal percentage, but he's been great recently. Guess who hasn't been great recently, Noah? A number of guys, but DeJounte Murray. That's true. Yes. Uh Friday, November 17th, five of sixteen. Wednesday, November twenty second, six of twenty-one. Saturday, November 25th, 4 of 14. Sunday, November 26th, he was 0 of 10 at one point. Yep. Finished 2 of 13. Uh, those are disturbing shooting numbers from DeJounte Murray in four of his last five games. Um, he scored six points on Sunday, 11 points on Saturday, 13 points last Friday, 13 points the Wednesday before that. Like, yeah, Trey Young is going off. But the Hawks have still lost four of their last six games, and this has come at the expense of DeJounte Murray, it looks like to me. Um, can these two coexist? I mean, it's 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 a question we may be asking for the next five years. Can these two guys both ball out at the same time for the same team? It's. Uh, I think the issue is less the fit. It's just that neither has kind of hit shots at the same time. It, like, really has been kind of strange as soon as Trey Young starts hitting shots, DeJounte kind of stopped. Like it wasn't like DeJounte's all of a sudden getting different looks now that Trey Young's hitting shots. Like he's still getting to his mid-range pull-up and getting to the basket. Shots just aren't going in. Like it was kind of weird. Like that game against the Pacers, they were both really good. 
And then DeJounte, after Trey Young made a really good defensive play to give them a chance to tie it, DeJounte kind of forced a layup when they were down three and kind of blew the game. And since then, he just hasn't been able to really hit a shot. Like, he's still playing okay. If the numbers are still good, aside from the field goal percentage. So it, I, I think it's a less of an issue of fit and can these guys play together as much as can they just hit shots at the same time? Like, we know what each player is individually capable of. It just hasn't really lined up for a nice stretch of games at the same time. I think when that happens, like you said, they've lost four of the last six. If Trey Young is playing the way he has been playing and DeJounte plays to the level that he has over the course of the season, the Hawks should be winning way more games than they are, but it just hasn't happened really at the same time. So it's been interesting. Yeah. And as Bob Rathman says, you got to wait till we're 20 games in before you can make any judgment about any team. And where are we on games played? Uh, are we at about, close. we've got to be close. Man. Let's take a look at the standings real quick. Uh, 13 and 4, 12 and 5. So yeah, we got the end of this week, we will be at the 20 20 game mark in the NBA. And that's when you can officially panic about some of this stuff, uh, according to my man Bobby Rathman. Uh some guys I I'm kind of fired up about. Keontae George looked good last night, scored a bunch of points, playing tons of minutes for Utah. Um he's he's gonna be one of those guys that sticks with me all season, I think, because of uh, my Twitter, like, why is everybody so fired up about Keontae George? And they're like, do you get it now, Doc? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I understand. Um, another guy I'm kind of fired up about that is probably going to make people like, oh, whatever, dude. He's old. He doesn't do enough. <laughs> not a perfect, complete fantasy player. But Eric Gordon kind of balling out over there with with uh, Bradley Beal, iffy for the rest of the season apparently kevin durant has missed a couple games um grayson allen is sort of hit or miss but eric gordon's out there just sort of doing his thing scoring hitting threes like if you're just looking for a volume shooter i think eric gordon's still still fine to mess with uh in any format and then devin vassal man if this kid can stay healthy for the spurs he's so good and uh him and Wemby together. Wemby's carrying my 30-team league. He's carrying my Yahoo team. I'm praying that it keeps going and that we don't have – I'm not even going to say any of the words, but there's like yeah. 10 different words out there that are scaring me. Uh, just let him keep playing 25 minutes a night. Let him keep doing his thing. Um, yeah. I mean, what did he have in 25 – it was 25 minutes the other night against uh, Denver when he had 22, 11 to six four, and four, four blocks and six steals in 25 minutes. Like that's absurd, but yeah. And then for Denver Sell, it's like really young guy, excellent scorer, does a lot of things. Well, I'm a little bit, I don't want to say concerned, but it, like disappointed in what Greg Popovich has been doing with some of the rotations. Like obviously not trying to question the greatest coach of all time, but he, insists on Jeremy Sohan being their point guard. And I get it trying to experiment with that. Cause if it works, like you have a six foot eight point guard for the next 10 years, like that sounds nice. Denver cells come off the bench the last three games. Like I understand, you know, they've kind of made a habit of first game back from injury for them to sell. We're going to bring him off the bench, but now it's been three games in a row. Hopefully he's back in the starting lineup for this next game, which actually I don't think is until Thursday. So hopefully he'll be back, but it almost seems a little bit like they're trying to lose games uh, with, some of the rotations that just don't really make sense. Like Trey Jones has been a better point guard 
than Jeremy Sohan. And I don't think there's really much of a question about that. Um, but that's just kind of my, my question mark about what the Spurs are really getting at. Is it Greg Popovich saying, well, let's just experiment with some things and add more lottery talent or do they like have a different thing in mind? Like, is this genuinely what they believe? So it's been interesting, but sorry. No, is, is Greg Popovich really one of the greatest coaches of all time or did he have some of the greatest players of all time? Uh, running that show. I don't know. I don't know, man. But, I mean, they're clearly not trying to win games. And Pop is – Pop's an old man. Get He's a get-off-my-lawn old man now. And uh, he, he, it's different. It, It's weird. But, man, just keep running Wemby out there. Noah, can you join me in going over some viewer questions in the next – I don't want this. We, we need to stop in about five minutes. So these have to be quick hits. Are you good with Let's that? Let's do it. I will do my we're best gonna, to make it quick hits. We're going to fly through these. These are yes, no. They're yeah. probably not. They're probably really <laughs> hard in-depth questions. But uh, force, I think it's force with a backwards three is an E. With a three is an E. Uh, I'm streaming Jaime Yaquez right now. Do I keep rolling with him or do I swap out for DeAndre Hunter or Kobe White? Goodness, that's three guys that have been playing really well. I would actually, like you said, maybe go DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, and I, I'm fine with Kobe White, and I'm fine with Hawkins. I mean, that, yeah. that's three similar guys, and I, I'd be fine uh, swapping them out every night depending on who is playing. Um, yeah, here's one that's not very easy. This is from uh, Aditya Luke, who I've talked to many times, I think. Um so he needs to activate Cam Thomas, Claxton, Andrew Holiday. So out of Norm Powell, Grayson Allen, Trey Lyles, Isaiah Joe, Zach Collins, DeAnthony Melton, which three? Wait. Yeah, which one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys there. Which which uh five of those are you keeping? So I guess the three I'm dropping are or Grayson Allen, Trey Lyles, and Isaiah Joe are the guys I'm dropping. I'm genuinely curious what the other six cats are in this 15 cat league. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm with you. I think Lyles is gone. Uh, Isaiah Joe is gone. Grayson Allen's gone. You're keeping pal. Zach Collins has been kind of lost in the lost in the Wimby shuffle, but I'm still good with him. And Melton, Melton's such a good fantasy player. You, you got to hold on to him. Uh, same, same viewer. Do I try to sell high on Cam Thomas when he comes, gets a couple of good games in, or do I keep him? What do you think? I would try it if I can get any of those guys. I would try and sell high on him. The guys he listed, except maybe Kyle Kuzma. I might. No, I think I would actually sell Cam Thomas for any of those four guys that he listed. Uh, Dame, Maxi, Kuzma, or Scotty Barnes. Um, but I don't know if that's possible. If it is, then great, I would go for it. Uh, but he's I doubt good, so. I doubt that's possible. I I well, you might have to package somebody else with Cam, but man, as a as a as a person who is sitting in second place in my half of the league in 30, my 30 team league, and I've done it with Cam Thomas on my bench the entire season, uh, I am excited to get him back. Like you would not believe. I'm so fired up. But my 30 team league so far, we're balling. Uh, 
Let's see here. Free key. Clay Thompson, Scoot Henderson, Bruce Brown, or Derek Lively. Nine cat. Who is the drop for me? It is probably. Uh, uh, it's. I don't think it's Clay. I don't know, man. Who are you dropping here? I. Uh, I, I think know. it might be Scoot for me. Okay. Which kind of stinks because I really like him, but obviously he just hasn't done anything to warrant a roster spot at this point. I think at some point in his career, like I say that it could be a couple months, it could be a couple years. He's absolutely going to be a guy you can't drop. But I think as of right now, Portland's guards are rolling, and there's so many of them. I I think it's Scoot also, and I Lively's been so up and down and hit or miss for the Mavs, but when he's good, he's so good. I I really don't want to give up on him quite yet. Right. Uh, Eon says Shadon Sharp and Jalen Green to get Drew Holiday. 20-team Roto. No, which side of that trade are you on? I think I am on... Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I'm going to answer for you then because yeah, it's Drew Holiday for me. Okay. Well, I didn't if give you me much time healthy. to think. I feel like Jalen Green's not been living up to the hype for fantasy managers. I feel like Shadon Sharp is trending down. I feel like Drew Holiday is a cog, uh, a constant defensive presence for the Celtics and offense. And I, I, th- I think I'd rather have Drew and his consistency than those other two guys. I just feel like the reason I'm really having to think about it is the fact that Jalen Green has played really well recently. And if he can keep that going, then I think I would lean that side with Shaden Sharp playing big minutes and playing a bunch of games, especially in a roto format. Um, but it's it's a lot closer than I thought it would be initially looking at it. Yeah. Um, SMK says, is Maxi a sell high? I don't think so. Unless I don't I don't see them pulling off a trade at the deadline to bring in another guard that's going to take away from him. So no. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm looking at something real quick. I mean, I guess unless they're trading for Zach Levine, but even then, I think this is kind of the comparison I've made. He was really good before the Harden trade. Harden came in and became the point guard, which took away from him. I don't see them trading for another point guard that would take away from him having the ball in his hands. If they're able to make some sort of trade for a third star, I guess it would be Levine or DeRozan, but Maxi would still have the ball, so I think he's fine. All right. Hold on just a second. Yeah. Um, so this this is gonna be our last question, I think. And I don't know. So Brian B says, Is it true there's no fantasy basketball next week due to in-season tournament? I don't think that's true. But do we know? Do we know? No. I mean I They'll probably combine the next two weeks together because there's two weeks in both of them. So what I imagine it is, is that it's just a normal week. We just don't know what the games look like yet. The only game that won't count, uh, I guess the only platform that I've seen specifically say this is Fantrax, but the only game that won't count for fantasy basketball is that in-season tournament championship. Just, Just the championship. The other games should count. Just the championship because that would be those teams' eighty-third game, um, so that one won't count for fantasy basketball. Everything else should count, and there should be fantasy basketball. Unless, yeah, it'll unless be somebody says otherwise. It'll be interesting to see how they do the weeks because 
if you look at a schedule good, everybody plays two games this week, and then almost everybody plays two the following week as well, right? Is that what you're seeing, Noah? I think that's what's scheduled as of now, but those games will be filled in after tonight. Well, wait a second. No, that's not right. No, everybody's playing two games next week. The week after that's completely normal. And I was thinking it was back-to-back two-game weeks for some reason. Yeah, I um, think it's just next week until they fill in the games from the in-season tournament. It just looks wonky. Yeah, and I think everybody is going to play two games because there's there's 30 teams and there's – yeah, I don't know. I had it I had it worked out in my head last night. Um, and then as far as a complete schedule grid, you can – Google that. Uh, Rotowire has a schedule grid. Uh, other places do as well, but um, they're they're out there. Um, Noah, it's been great having you back on. I appreciate it. Uh, we will do this again sometime. Everybody else who came to watch, there were, we got seventy one people watching live last night. That's a or right now. That's a that's a good number for us. Uh, first first year doing this. So. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the Roadwire Draft Kit. Speaking of that schedule grid, you can try it for free at uh, rotowire.com slash try. If you haven't checked out Rotowire, there's, uh, all the tools are there that you need for everything. Um, and you can try it for free at rotowire.com slash try. Uh, Noah, where can people find your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NoRuben22. Uh, right now I've been doing uh, my regular work for Roto World, doing blurbs and pick up of the day columns and fun stuff like that. And then uh, also my Tank Me Later podcast over at Fantasy Basketball International. Didn't have an episode this week because of the holidays, but should be getting back to uh, weekly episodes this Friday. Yeah, be sure to check out that Tank Me Later with a day with Dr. A if you really want yeah. You really want to be, you really want to learn a lot. <laughs> all right, no, have a good one. Uh, guys, I'll see you all on Thursday with Kamla back here at the Roto Wire Basketball Podcast. Peace. Thanks, Doc.